Six G's on the bell, yeah, I'm feeling this girl, now I'm feeling myself. Yes, yes, we are back. Your mom's favorite geo coming to you live from the bedroom for the first time in uh, four months. What are you saying, Andy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Actually, now you know I'm lying. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good, man. I'm not good. This lockdown thing is getting to me. But mm-hmm. what are you saying? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm good, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also feeling the same, like, a little bit. It's a little bit, um, still crazy. But, you know, in general, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah. I just need a trip. That's my, that's my biggest pain point right now. My What's, head looks, What, you need a trip, you say? Yeah, my head looks, uh, bad. bad. You, know, you know, I've got bare grey hairs. That I knew I had greys, yeah? I knew I had greys before, but there's just so many more than I, and I don't know if it's the stress of the situation or if it's just, they were always there, but I just never let my head grow to this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's peak, man, it's peak. I felt it, I remember when, when lockdown started, I felt to message my barber be like, shotgun the first slot, like, once we're free. But I didn't know two months later, we'd still be here, like, actually it's wild bro it's wild like i was also like you know because the whole thing kind of happened in stages like it was like everything was calm and then a week later everything was mad like everything was just off so chill even boris was all like you know some of you may die but we're good bro (laughs) the risk i'm willing to take is what he said and then yeah, like two weeks later, it was like your whole country needs to go into lockdown. And I don't it's think even like, one where we we have to even explain what's happening in it. Like usually when we come in, we be like, because obviously we're talking about lockdown, isn't it? Mm. And usually we'll come in and we'll be like, oh, let's give a bit of background, some context. But I think everybody, <laughs> everybody's aware. Everyone knows what's going on. Same situation right now. Yeah. But it is just a bit like it's intense, man. It's intense. It's like I don't know. I'm like a fairly keep to myself person anyway. So I feel like it hasn't been too bad for me. Like I do miss seeing people. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, yeah, I miss seeing people. Like I do miss like seeing friends, etc. But like I'm a fairly like reserved person anyway, so I don't feel like it's been as bad for me. Yeah. I imagine for some people this is just like then people that are always like proper extroverts always out yeah. and about always want to be out like always want to be with people doing stuff etc i feel like for them this has been this must be a really like awful time yeah now for me it's not because the other day i was thinking about what i missed the most because it was when five guys was um started delivering again yeah. so i got five guys delivered to my car yeah and yeah. i remembered how much i how much i miss like fast food and then I was thinking, bro, this might be what I miss the most. And then my sister was like, well, like, more than your friends. <laughs> and I was like, I felt bad, but I was like, I can't lie. Yeah, like, 
because my friends are still there like I, I still talk to them we, you know you could jump on zoom house party you know all them things like so it's not like I'm, I'm not seeing my friends ever like i can still see their faces and stuff i'm just not physically there in person like from loki like at least the first couple of weeks i spoke to my friends more than i probably speak to them bro i was i was on chats with people i haven't spoken to in time flipping bro. Chatting to someone house party for like four hours. <laughs> like, I was like, what's the last time I had a four hour cover with you? Like, it's honestly like, suddenly like, I feel like I had more conversations with friends, not less. But, um, yeah, man. Fast food has been a miss. Yo, I need to tell you, there's one, there's one spot, yeah. It's called Burger and Beer. On, on delivery, that's the place, bro. On delivery, is it? On delivery. Where, where is it? Like, where do they deliver from? I, all I know is they deliver to Islington. I don't know. I don't know where it's they deliver from. I don't think they're coming to Edgewood, man. I've never heard of it. You need to search for that place, bro. When mm. I tell you that place has the pengus burgers and the, like, they got like dirty fries with like, um, like chili, beef, cheese, yeah. bro. Them things they get getting through lockdown. Right? You know, you know what I was saying to my sister, my brother actually, because basically, he started off. Actually, you know, let me get some background. Basically, actually, you know. There's there's bare background, yeah. Part of the but I I will get to the end of the story. It will make sense. I also think, yeah, that uh, lockdown has made me forget how to speak a little bit because I spend so much time just chilling. Like obviously I speak to my siblings and stuff, but like I'm not really interacting with a lot of the a lot of people in the same way. So mm. I kind of forgot how to how to have a convo properly. <laughs> Basically, it's a bit like when we had when we used to have um revision is like you know exams and that and you go months going to the library and just going home like by the end of it yeah. you don't even know how to talk unless you're talking about your exam you don't know what you're talking what to yeah. do bro speaking of that yeah like when lockdown finishes i feel like it's going to be the same thing as like when an exam season finishes people are going to be going nuts i was thinking but i because i was like someone asked me this morning like what, what what's the first thing you're going to do when you come out yeah but I was thinking if if we come out like gradually of lockdown, which is advisable, then we're not going to be able to do the things we, we want to do. Like, there's no way you could go to like a bar or a club or something like that if that's what you wanted to do, or like a festival or a concert. Like those things, that's not happening in 2020. Like 2020 is a, a write-off. Man. 2020 is cancelled. 2020 is cancelled. So yeah, it's mad. But yeah, like um, no, what was I saying? So basically, for me. 2020 was already like rocky for me like it got off to a rocky start at best because i was it's part of the reason we haven't had an episode for so long because i was um in ukraine like i started a job out in ukraine for anybody that didn't know so i started a job out in ukraine in january and i've been out there well i had been out there um came back a couple like three times um for like a weekend and that but yeah like i already felt like i was not on lockdown but it's not too dissimilar to how I was living in Ukraine because where I was, I was in some next village in Ukraine. So like, there wasn't much to do out, outside of my house other than like, when I would link up with my colleagues and go places. So like, I kind of felt like I was accustomed to this whole, just being in the house on your own kind of thing. Mm. Um, so when, when we were here, like once we started lockdown over here, my brother was like, like he was, he was like just bare active, just doing things. And I was thinking like, you're not doing it right. Cause what you want to do, you need to spread out the enjoyment. 
because you know how long you're going to be here. You don't want to do all the fun things in the first two weeks. What about the remaining six? Like, you need to spread them all out. Like, you can't binge watch something on Netflix because then what yeah. happens once you're finished? So you need to have something to look forward to. Restraint, um, restraint is what, what we're like, saying. And I can tell because this week he's been bored. Like, I can tell he's been bored. Like, I remember one time I went into his room and he was just lying there on his bed like this, yeah, headphones in. And I was like, brother, are you good? He said, yeah, man, just nothing to, nothing to do kind of thing. And I'm like, that's because you spread out all the, all the you, you concentrated the fun in the first, first stint of lockdown and you didn't think about the long term. Yeah. It's true though, because I mean, the thing is we didn't know how long it was going to last either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't know, because I knew it was bad, but I just didn't think it would be like, this bad, bro. It's been what, six weeks, seven weeks? Yeah. Something like that. Because I remember it was, it started, it officially started 23rd March, right? But from, like, I came back, from, back from, nah, so I came back from Ukraine 14th, yeah. Then, um, we went out uh, for drinks or whatever on my birthday. On 19th. The, was it on that day? On the 14th, yeah. Wait, bro, was your birthday on the 14th? No, it's on the 19th, bro. Okay, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went out for drinks on the 14th. Bro, whose yeah. birthday's on the 23rd, then? Whose birthday's on the 23rd? Asma's on the 22nd. Who's on the 23rd? I don't know. I'm on the 23rd. The one girl from my school, but I don't think you know her. What's her name? She went to Imperial as well. Remember that really short girl? Which one, bro? It's better than yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. That's um, but that's not who you're talking about, anyways. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know that girl. Um, now, nah, but basically, because remember, we were meant to fly. I don't know. We'll tell. We'll explain the story anyway. But oh, that's what the twenty third is. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. What's the twenty third? It's when we're meant to fly out. We're meant to come back then. This guy. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 oh, nah. So. It was on the 16th we were meant to fly out, yeah. Oh, yeah, By the yeah. 15th. Because the 15th, I went to church. And then that day, I was like, I think this is the last time I'm leaving my house. Because, like... Bro. Sorry, go on. Because <laughs> everyone was just like... Everyone was too close to each other and everything. I was like, yeah, you're not seeing me out, yeah. And obviously, my birthday was on the Thursday, which was the 19th. It was the first year. Which was the 19th. Um... So by the time we landed on the 14th, we went out to a bar, went to a, yeah, we went out to a bar, went to a restaurant, all that stuff, yeah. Five days later, everything is like, I'm just in my house on my birthday, which is peak as well, because my birthday's like my favourite day of the year, man, and I'm just chilling. I'm just at home, like, is this, and I didn't realise that that was going to be the future for the next six, seven weeks, so, yeah. It was peak. going to say? No, what was I going to say? But I was going to say something, you know. Oh yeah, you were still down to go to Puerto Rico, bro. I was there like, yo, let me, I'm not let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. I was like, bro, we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, go on, you explain, you explain the story, you explain the story. So obviously, so we, we booked, we planned it out. This is all to do with the fact that I was in Ukraine, isn't it? so I was like, all right, my year is already rocky. I'm out, I'm outside of my comfort zone, let's call it that, yeah. I'm like, all right. You're not gonna stop me from enjoying myself this year, yeah. So I, as soon as I got to, and it's it's kind of bad that I did this because as soon as I got to Ukraine, I'd I'd had um, all my what's the word? I booked out 
my holiday days and stuff. And I paid for a lot of flights and stuff in advance. So I bought tickets to Afro Nation in summer. I bought tickets to Afro Nation Puerto Rico. Um, I bought flights to, I was meant to go to, um, I, was meant to, I was meant to go to Budapest, I bought flights. I meant to like, I'd, I'd bare flights and stuff. I'd already paid for my next like two trips back and forth to, to London from Ukraine. So I'd done all these things in advance. So we'd planned like to go to, um, we planned to go to Miami and then Puerto Rico for my birthday uh, and for Afro Nation. So we were going to go to Miami from the 16th to the 18th and Puerto Rico from the 18th to the 23rd and back. Then on the, I think it was in the week leading up to it. This is when this Corona thing, people started like talking about it a bit. Not talking about it, like obviously everyone knew that Corona was a thing, but there were all these, there was all this fake news. They were like, oh, it only affects old people. It only, um, like, well, you know, all the stuff they were saying, they're like, oh, it's just a bad flu. All this yeah, stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, cause obviously I still wanted to go on holiday. So I was like, all right, it's just a bad flu. It doesn't affect <laughs> me. I was like, so I'm, it I'm not going to be spreading it, all that stuff, yeah. Then flipping on the 13th, so that was the night before I was leaving Ukraine. Um, I got an email saying our flight, our return flight had been cancelled because Spain has gone on lockdown and we were flying back via Spain. I was like, oh, damn, man, this is, this is peak. But I didn't think that it meant we can't go. I just thought we just have to avoid Spain. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, it's peak for Spain, but Miami and Puerto Rico are fine, yeah. Then, so obviously the next day we were discussing it and you're like, oh no, like, we should cancel, blah, blah, blah. But you're like a bit of a hypochondriac, isn't it? So I was like, nah, man, this guy is just, just worried, bro. He's just too worried. Like, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be fine. Look like I'm, I, I'm a hypochondriac, to be fair. But at the exactly. same time, better people were coming down with this disease. And I was thinking... Bro, but I was like, I was just like, all right. Is, is, is touching these people in these countries yet, yeah, but we're not flying to any of these countries. In America, it's barely there. Like, it wasn't even in Miami yet and stuff. Um, and I, I, like, again, the fake news, I was hearing that it doesn't affect warm places. I said, well, yo, where are we going? <laughs> so we're cool. I was like, yeah, the climate, it burns it all up. You'll be cool. Bro, like, I remember because we went to dinner. We went to dinner the week before for your birthday. I remember you trying to tell the people at the table that, like, it doesn't affect in warm countries like the germs they die and everyone at the table just kind of looking at you like big man where are you getting your information from <laughs> you... i spoke to one of my friends that's a doctor bro i feel like i feel like that guy that was like oh yeah my my, my cousin he works for the army and they said that <laughs> that we're going on lockdown on friday those were jokes but now nah, i was just like because for me i was just like yo i want to go this holiday is sick we've and we've paid already and it's going to be lit. So I was like, yeah, we're going still. Then, um, I think it was on the 15th, on the morning of it. So that's the day before we went to go. Uh, they said the mayor of Miami had contracted. <laughs> yeah. The mayor of like, Miami got it. Then Puerto Rico went into a state of national emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... Oh, when, Puerto Rico, when Puerto Rico went into a state of national emergency, you were like, bro, let's still go. I'm thinking, fam... Nah, 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 nah. I, no, 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 relax. Relax, man. I wasn't saying let's still go. I was nah, saying, you were, bro. You were saying like, the- I, I was, yeah, but <laughs> it was like, I was saying, like, they're in a state of national emergency, but if we can still fly, then it's like, it's cool. Because right now, London is in a state of national emergency, but people can still fly into London. So I thought it was yeah, one bro, of the. You want to come into London right now? Nah, I wouldn't want to, but like, if you had to. If you yeah. had to, you could. If you had to, you yeah, could. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, oh, it's one of them. And not only that, the Afro Nation guy, we're going to get onto it. But he posted, like, 
we understand that Puerto Rico is in a state of emergency, but don't worry, the show must go on kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, Afro Nation was thinking the same thing as you, bro. Yes, <laughs> I was just like, the same vibe as you. I was like, if this thing is happening, I'm there. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to just be in my yard for the next however long and not enjoy it after I spent flipping over a grand on this holiday. So, but then obviously, by yeah. later on that day, I was like, okay, now nah, this thing is, is serious. And also because my sister's like, she's been like Queen Corona, just telling all the facts, banging on, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me cancel this thing. So I called the uh, flight agents, the travel agents. Um, and then, was it on the morning of that I canceled the flights? Or was it was the night before? Basically, I had to cancel all the other flights because, mm. um, had to cancel all the other flights because we'd already, um, they'd canceled our return flight, but they hadn't canceled all the other ones. So I had to cancel it. I don't know, I can't remember right now, but it was just like, to me, I just, I was like, all right, we'll probably go. This is my thinking. And obviously now it's done, but at the time we didn't have the facts in it. But my thinking was, because obviously I was concerned that at a festival, there's no way to not get the corona if somebody has it. That was my concern. That was my but I was like, but it, does, it will be cool. It's just a cough. So we'll be all right. Like I've had a cough before. I've had the flu before. So I was like, my only concern is spreading it. So I was like, so all we do is we just tell them, yo, listen, I've got this disease. Quarantine me. And then, and then, <laughs> then they put us in some sort of like government facility or something. Like, I don't know. My mind was just doing a madness. Because I was like, yo, there's no way that 2020 has become like this. So I was like, it will be cool. But obviously, on reflection, that wasn't... On reflection, bro, that wasn't smart. Enough, but. Bro, I was breaking it that week, you know. I was like, bro, do you think you should cancel it? Every day you're like, no, no, let's go. Thinking, I don't want to disappoint him. Was that in the week we leading up to it? <laughs> <laughs> was that the week leading up to it? The week leading up to the trip. Uh, yeah, because on the week leading up to it. So that's what, from, from flipping like 8th, 8th March, yeah. Mm. On 8th March, nobody really knew about this thing. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was later on that week that it started bro, getting serious. Italy was in, in a state of uh, crisis. Italy yeah, was, but that was, that was Spain was but we're not Italy, bro. I was thinking, like, yo, we're not Italy. Like, I don't know why so many people from Wuhan ended up in Italy, but we're not them. Like, I didn't know how... how <laughs> I didn't know how it was... How, you know, I fell victim to the, the poor, the poor like, reporting on this thing. <laughs> so, listen, I hold my hands up. I'm sorry, but, yeah. Yes, the news is full. But now, these, these flipping, these travel flight companies and like airlines and all that they're just they're all crooks bro i've realized and insurance is the biggest scam of an industry bro like how could how can you you have ins- i had we have flight insurance or travel travel insurance here and they cancelled the return flight because of the disease of the pandemic yeah and they're still saying on our like where we're basically saying where on our contract does it say that you have coverage for a global pandemic. And I'm like, bro, is this not... It's ridiculous to be honest. Like, that's absolutely stupid. The whole thing, the whole thing is a mess, man. I think the issue they're facing, yeah, is like, all of them are at risk right now. Like, airlines are at risk because no one's flying. Like, they don't have any income. Yeah. Like, insurance is probably mad people claiming, like... Because the whole insurance model is based around the fact that a low number of people claim, right? Like, people buy insurance and you only have to pay it out to like a few people. Yeah. But if you have a state where like a global pandemic occurs, 
then everyone's claiming insurance. Yeah. So now these lot's business model is just flopped. And it's the same, yeah, for airlines as well. So yeah, it's peak though, because like realistically, who is gonna fly in a in a pan in a pandemic? Like you know what I'm worried about you. Really like, give the money back. Yeah. I'm thinking because once this is all done. Cause I don't want to. I want to go on holiday and stuff. But like, are people gonna be even keen to be flying out after this? Not for a while, boy. Yeah. Not for a while. So I was thinking. I was thinking the same with. Um, <clears throat> thinking now. I was thinking the same with. Um, what is it? Like concerts, festivals, all those kind of things. Yeah. Obviously, but I don't know. I'm in two minds because I feel like our generation is dumb, and as soon as they see enjoyment, we're gonna go for it. And not only that as well. Um, even looking at America where lockdown hasn't even been lifted and some states are just like they're moving like this is the most oppressive thing that's ever happened in the world and they're like just moving mad just going out there just chilling kind of thing so so it might just be that once once it's lifted everybody's just going to start actually no I'm chatting shit because um, currently look at like before this week because it was raining this week but before that when it was warm weather all the parks were still packed out over here as well so I feel like people will just be out. People will be out, but I feel like less people will be out. Like things will change a bit. <laughs> things will change slightly, but like people will still be about. So I was chatting to my sister. Have you noticed that like all these festivals, so like Afro Nation, Portugal, them ones, yeah. Um, he hasn't cancelled. Like they, they haven't cancelled. Wireless hasn't been cancelled. Because because all of these guys are screwed if the festival gets cancelled. Like, yeah, exactly. So they don't want to pay it back. Yeah. Money into it. And like, if it gets, if they have to cancel it, which realistically, they will have to cancel it. Like, they're going to have to refund everyone. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but, like basically, if, if it's, it hasn't been cancelled yet, if we come, let's say we come out of lockdown in the next month or so, because those festivals were all in July. So let's say by July, we're not in lockdown anymore. Mm and the festival is able to go ahead in some capacity. Do you think people would still go? Yeah, but less people. I think some people will go, some people will be like, nah, not for me. It's like me and you in Puerto Rico, like you were like, yeah, let's go. I was like, nah, nah, nah. It's not for me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you would be the one that risking it. <laughs> what it was, you know, I've, I've actually realized what it was. <laughs> I've actually realized what it was, yeah. Cause obviously Ope and Don were going. And so I was like, anytime something happens, yeah, I'll message you and then I'll message them. So I messaged like, oh, they've, um, I was, I messaged like, oh, the, the lockdown's getting mad. Uh, Puerto Rico might be on a state of emergency or something like that. <laughs> and um, Figgy was like, once they cancelled the festival, which was on, was it on the 14th? Friday. Friday. I think they cancelled the Friday before. Okay, so they cancelled on Friday, yeah. They were like, so I messaged um, Don. He was like, oh, man, I'm fuming. Still going, though. And I was like, bro, if these two are doctors, yeah, and they're going, then surely they know more than I know who, who's just been reading the news and Twitter. Like, surely they know more than me. So if they're going, I'm cool. You know what I mean? And Ope even Ope went to New York and then had to come back once the, the lockdown got deep. He's like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like doctors uh, have an extra sense of bravery, man. I feel like think? I feel like being surrounded by mortality so much. Maybe you're just like, you know what, man? It's what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> 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 I 
no, 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 that actually might be true. Because I'm even thinking how many medics I know that smoke and stuff. And I always look at I always look at it weird because I'm like, surely, surely half the people you treat are smokers. And they're like, mm, it's not going to affect me till I'm 50, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, medics are like unhealthy, man. Like, if you think about it, they've been doing some stuff that I'm sure they would advise against. However, I mean, big respect to the NHS and all. <laughs> let, me not, let me not go too hard for doctors right now because we need you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Big respect to the NHS. Um, Stop clapping on the streets at, <laughs> on Thursdays. Do you still do that, you say? No, I said stop clapping on the streets on Thursdays. Oh, yeah, clap from your house. No, well, the whole clap for the NHS for me. I'll get into it another time, but it makes me uncomfortable, man. Just the way the whole, the whole, the whole framing of the like narrative around the NHS. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I see Bia to get into it now because I'll be ranting, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see? Um, obviously because Afro was getting like a lot of backlash for not cancelling, not giving people their money back. And did you see that guy's tweets? It's made. That's the. I remember his tweets. I can't remember exactly what they said now, but I remember he was tweeting recklessly. Well, he's basically saying like, oh, tough time never lasts. You know that guy? Oh yeah, tough time never lasts. Only tough people last. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, he was moving like, like anybody requesting their money back was just a hater rather than like somebody that, a customer that, you know, is entitled to their money back. He's moving like that. And it was just like, like he's just blocking people that would, would, DM him about the tickets and stuff. It's like, bro, this is not no way for a CEO to behave like regarded regarded this. And I don't know. I really hope he hasn't like ruined the brand like for good. Like I hope people will still be keen to to go to affirmation stuff because I do think it's actually like a sick concept. I think it's sick. So I just hope it's not. I agree. Know, I it's not one way he's ruined everything. See, I imagine the thing is that he just like is is screwed like as in he's just in a situation where what they've spent means that for them to like pay back everyone puts them in a difficult position Mm. i would assume like that the reason they're not refunding is mainly like because of that like i don't know if it's i don't i would probably i I don't think it's because of greed i think it's probably because they're actually like if they have to refund everyone, they're in trouble. But what do I know, man? Maybe they, maybe they just don't want to pay people back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how flipping festivals work. Because, for example, paying the artists and stuff, they wouldn't have done that yet, right? Because the artists haven't performed. Yeah, but you would have had to put down like an investment for like the venue. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, but isn't isn't the majority of the cost in paying artists? I don't know how it works. Nah, I doubt it, man. Because you got to pay for like, you got to pay for like the stages, you gotta pay for like the stools, you gotta pay for like toilets, like there's a lot of shit that you would have to that's buy, true. right? That's true. I mean, that will obviously be uh, a cost as well, which I assume they did pay the artists, right? Like when do you pay the artists? You probably pay them in advance, no? No, because surely you don't, you don't pay them the full fee until they actually perform. Because what's to stop a guy just waking up and being like, no, I can't be bothered? Depends how they do it, I guess. That's what Wiley used to do. Yeah, but I'm not sure after it shows. But even Wiley, because when Wiley skipped wireless that year and they booked Lethal Bizzle on the day, 
Like, I doubt that they paid Wiley the full, the full thing. Well, they asked for their money back. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, actually. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, never do. But yeah, I assume that, like, the reason is less greed, more like they're in a difficult situation. But still... I mean, they must be in a difficult situation because no one's trying to book... They're trying to tell everyone Afro-Nation Mexico is coming in September. It's like, bro, it's a pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. no, no one's going to, no one's going to your show, bro. You see them? Relax. Relax, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But yeah, I think it is because if you look at the, like, the biggest shows, like, um, what's it? Coachella literally just postponed it. Like, they literally yeah. just changed the days. There's, like, other ones that refunded people. South by Southwest. Yeah. It's like the smaller ones, which Afronation is still fairly small right now, that like um, have an issue with it. Do you think they they tried to do too much too too fast? Because like by the time Afronation Mexico or was supposed to be, that'll be five festivals in five, six. That'll be six festivals in just over a year. Yeah, they probably did. To be honest with you, they probably did. Like. You had your first, what? Portugal was the first one, right? Last summer. Yeah, Portugal, then Ghana. Um, I'll yeah, tell you about Ghana as well. They definitely, did, they definitely did too much. They definitely did too much. I mean, it could have worked for them, but it's a very risky strategy. Like, even if there wasn't a pandemic, it's a very risky strategy to do that. Mm. Could have ended up being like the next Firefest or something. For real. For real. <laughs> but yeah, man. We'll see how it pans out. I'm thinking about it now because all the like I feel he, he has kind of ruined the brand a little bit because like all the other ones like wireless wireless also haven't paid people back people are annoyed about that but not the own whoever the owner of wireless is the face of wireless isn't blocking people on Twitter yeah he's not doing that and telling them like you know what I mean but I, I like to block out uh, negativity from my life like bro it's not negativity they just want their, their money back man. Yo, are you still thinking to go though to the Portugal one? I want now. I want to get my money back. I want to get my money back. Okay, okay, okay. But I don't know. I was thinking about this as well because obviously I'm planning on going to Ghana at Christmas, but I don't know if if everything's going to be like I don't. I kind of doubt that things will be back to normal by December, where like you can go to bars and clubs and that kind of on concerts and that kind of stuff. Like I feel like all that stuff is not going to happen again until um, 2021. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I think because if they bring it out a lockdown, they'll probably do a thing where they bring it out, but it's like it's gradual. Ah, um, huh? it's gradual. Yeah, yeah. Like when they bring it out, it's probably like you can go to work and you can go to school rather than like you can go to clubs and festivals. Yeah, but they'll probably do that first. Because Ghana, Ghana hasn't even hit the peak yet, and um, they don't. It's not like over here where there's an NHS. Like they don't have. Like it's, it's dangerous out there. Like they, you, they don't have the the health care services to like sustain a, a serious pandemic. So <clears throat> because of that, like they have to be like extra careful. So I doubt that they'll just be like, oh yeah, your festival can run and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, if if it can run, then I would go in December and that because I don't know when you go when you go Ghana. It's just like, it's just enjoyment for the whole month, you know what I mean? But if you take away all the enjoyment, then what we do it. Like, I'll still go just because the weather's nicer and like see family and that. But 
yeah. I would I would ideally like to go and, and you know be inside. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, inside. Yeah. We really dare inside right now, but yeah, for real, for real. No. I yeah. never told you about Ghana actually. Ghana, Ghana was sick when I went um Christmas time. It seems a long time ago now. I mean it wasn't I feel like everyone was out there when that happened. Bro, for real, for real. It really was. Like I was just I was scrolling through stories. I seen like everyone's in Ghana right now. Bro. I was in like London. It's cold as as all. I was thinking like, bro, I wish I was in Ghana right now as well. I told you not to come, man. I mean, obviously, telling you not to come is different to, like, actually paying for the ticket. Yeah, it was expensive, but I wasn't going to come, but it looks It's fun. worth it, man. Trust me, it's worth it. It depends how long you come for, but... Nah, it's, it's sick, man. It's sick. It was, um... The thing I like about Ghana is funny. It's, like, because it's small, well, Accra is small, yeah? So, like, whenever you go out, like, you just see people that, like... Like, everybody... There's, there's a limited number of places to go, so you just see people. So, like, there's one night I went to... There's this place called Bloom Bar. Um, mm. and I went to the, they, they linked up with, um, DLT brunch to do something on like 30th December. Um, and like everyone was there, like NSG was there, Michael Dapper, um, mm-hmm. who's the guy to the um, Reg- Reggie Yates, Reggie Yates. Um, and like Reggie Yates was literally on the table next to mine. Oh, Reggie Yates was there? Yeah, he was standing like right next to me. Mm. I was like, right, like, how did I get here? Where I'm... <laughs> I'm on a table beside Reggie, and I didn't pay for this table. It's not my table. I was just there, like, as a guest. Almost, I was like, "Well, I, if I took one step to the side, it would look like I'm part of Reggie's entourage." Kind of. <laughs> so yeah, no, I was joking. I saw Reggie Yates randomly one time at like um, my Friday workplace, like one of the WeWorks. Oh, really? Like, like recently? Well, not yeah. recently, obviously. Well, not that recently, but yeah, like this year. It's like, bro. That Reggie Yates. Did you have to? No, 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 no. I, was, I wasn't next to him. Like, I was kind of like the other side of the room. And I wasn't going to run over. I was like, uh, just Reggie Yates. He was but, actually on my flight. He was on my flight back and on my flight there. Is he gone in? Yeah, he is, yeah. For half. I think he's mixed race. Mm. Um, <laughs> he was on my flight there on my flight back. And so was Andy Cole was standing behind me in the queue at the... Um, on the way on the way out yeah obviously i'm a united fan so it's like united legend so my dad me and my dad were like and my brother were like oh right, that's Andy Cole. but the thing is so uh we're in the queue to go to the like business class desk or whatever yeah um and we had like too many cases so we're like we're the ones blocking up the queue basically so we're causing the commotion mm. we're the ones blocking up the queue so obviously he's not the happiest with us so like we go to like try and take a picture with him or just like say hi. So I goes like, oh, yeah, I'm a massive United fan, huge fan of yours, stuff like that. And he kind of looks up from his phone. He's like, oh, he sh- shakes my hand at that. And I was like, bro, this guy's mad cold. Like, I'm a fan, <laughs> bro. Like, let me get a picture or something. And I was just like, right, let me not ask this guy for a picture. He's not trying to chat. And at the time, I didn't realize that he wasn't trying to chat because we were the ones that were causing all the queue, because <laughs> we had like ten cases or whatever. So because he was like looking, he's like. So this guy's gonna block up the whole queue and have the audacity to ask for a picture. <laughs> Move, man! <laughs> yeah. That's live though that you saw Andy Cole. Yeah. Yeah, my JJ Wagon J.
What would you say the hardest part of lockdown has been? Next question, bro. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah. I think it's like deep in that all the things that I enjoy, I'm not going to be able to do. Because, and I didn't realize that I enjoyed social gatherings so much. <laughs> like, that's literally everything I enjoy doing, like festivals, concerts, holidays, all that kind of stuff, yeah. Because I was really deep and I was like, wow, like literally everything that I like doing involves some sort of gathering of some sort. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to be able to do that for a while. So it's like kind of coming to terms with that. It's been a bit, a bit um, difficult, but, and also just, people have just been annoying me, man, getting on my nerves. Like, I feel like I've been more <laughs> irritable in this, in this um, period. Yeah. I see people tweet, all this stuff like, um, Oh, what's that thing that people say? If if you if you can't get it done now, it was never a lack of time. You just didn't want to, or something like that. Shut the fuck up, man. Move, bro. It's a crisis. It's a crisis. Everybody's screaming about how to be productive right now. Why do I have to be productive? Leave me alone, man. <laughs> I agree. And the whole thing, bro. The thing that used to piss me off was those people that like, whilst whilst we're in pain, like Mother Earth is healing. Bro, I would rather not be in pain, to be honest with you. I mean, sharp, bro. <laughs> Mother Earth is healing, is it? Like, say that, like this is... and you're telling me about fishing rivers, bro. Saying say that this is like humanity's punishment for, for all the crimes that we've done. I didn't even like seeing the fish in the river anyway. <laughs> Do you think that river in, you know, the river in, um, in Italy that had the swans in it? Yeah. Do you think that is, is like practical in, <laughs> in normal sense where, where there's all the people about there's a reason the swans have been hiding because all the people about will mess up the swans you know what I mean like yeah that one pissed me off bro that one pissed me off like I do feel like there are probably things that we could take away from this and oh, yeah, like, definitely, definitely. like change the way we I don't know let me say live but just change certain things about like how we go around but some of the some of the things that people are coming out with is just like foolishness, bro. Bro, even all the all the like conspiracies on WhatsApp and everything. I remember, yeah. So um, obviously, since since this has happened, I haven't been able to go to church. So we have like our church does like a live stream on Sundays. <coughs> and one of my pastors, he came in the group. Uh, came in the group. He came on on the um, thing on on the church service, and he was basically just like. You lot that said he basically was like you lot that sending these flipping WhatsApps here, you guys are dumb. He's, he's, he basically said he's like you're making us look stupid. Sending this and saying like God said that that like, all this stuff and it's just like bro, this is clearly not true. Like somebody sent some mad conspiracy about how God said that this is linked to five G, blah blah blah, everything. Oh, else. Bro, the five G stuff. Bro, man. And I was like yo, you lot, whoever's making these, and it's always like some long WhatsApp video. That one African auntie gets and then sends it around the whole world, yeah. And I still want to find out who's making these videos because I don't know how they get these videos <laughs> and how they how it gets to WhatsApp. But to be fair, even from like our age group, though, we weren't too much better. Like the amount of like voice notes I got about the army being on the roads, I was like, um, can we stop this, please? Oh man, I remember that was such a frustrating time. But I did go and buy more food when I when I got the first of those voice notes. You said what? Oh, you went out and bought more food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and nah, to be fair, I knew that we were going on lockdown, so I bought stuff. But even the people were like holding toilet paper and everything doesn't make no, sense. That was, that was yeah. doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't make sense what everyone was doing. Everyone just kind of lost like their minds for buying like 
gallons of milk. It's going to go up. Like, you don't, I don't think you understand how perishable goods work. Those people that bought the milk, yeah. Do you think that's why, that's why, I mean, we'll talk about quarantine radio another time, yeah, but do you think that's why they, um, <laughs> why they were so keen to throw milk on themselves? <laughs> nah, I bought it already. I might as well. No, nah, people were pouring almond milk and stuff. I was thinking, oh, yeah. that's even more expensive than normal milk, milk I swear. That's like, well, I, I would not be pouring that anywhere. Bro. Yeah. So it's peak, man. Mm-hmm. But you know what? On reflection, 2020 has been mad. I'm looking through this list of things that have happened. You just you just realized that now. No, but it's like you kind of forget the things that have happened and until you see it again. It's mm. like, but bruv, remember the first the start of the year, Australia was on fire and then we thought that there was gonna be World War Three. That seems so and Brexit happened as well. That seems so long ago. There's a lot of stuff that kind of just got like pushed to one side. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot Corona of. Came through and said, yeah, listen. Mm. <laughs> Corona came through. It's like that. Um, Captain Phillips is like, listen, I'm the captain now. Like, Look at me, I'm the captain now. Bro. Yeah, Corona just took every, washed out everything in its path. It's wild because it's like you don't really know when it's gonna be over. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're we're winding down because we're past the peak. I was chatting to my my boy Laz um, the other day. I think it was yesterday, and he was telling me how, at the moment, it's actually quite easy working on in the hospital, because, um, basically, he was like, uh, there's le- there's fewer people on the wa- fewer patients on the wards because people that don't have life threatening illnesses don't want to go to the hospital because they don't want to catch it catch corona, so there's actually fewer patients to deal with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks. I mean, Boris said that on Monday he's gonna give a a strategy for leaving lockdown, right? Did he? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I can't like stop paying attention to the news. Yeah, I don't. I try. I try not to pay attention. But that like, I didn't watch his last address, but I always see the like bullet point summary of what he said. He's having a baby as well. He's had it. Hmm? He had it. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's he? What's the name? Wilfred. It's the baby's name Wilfred. No, wait, the, the name just came out. Was it Wilfred? I don't know, I don't know. Don't but you know, um, someone said, doesn't he have seven baby moms? Or seven, no, seven babies, four four baby moms. Yeah, Boris is moving wild. <laughs> I saw a tweet, someone said he's moving like a one yardy man. I was, I was, I didn't want to say it. Well, there's four baby moms, seven babies, bro. I get that black pass. You know what's mad though? Is it, does that mean he's going to... Go on paternity leave, like after just coming back. He's a, he, he, he finessed the situation, if so. For real, man. Taking the whole of the crisis period. You know off. what he did? He was doing, because what I was doing to try and maximize my days off and everything, <laughs> I was looking at when the bank holidays are and everything. Mm-hmm. And then obviously all of that's out the window because of Corona. But he just was like, nah, man, I'm still taking my days off. <laughs> I need this break. Yeah. That situation was wild as well, though. Like when he had it all. Yeah, yeah him having it, him having it. Because people ask me, yeah. People ask me, yeah, like I don't even want to get into this. One. 
basically, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, I think it would have been very, very bad if, like, the leader of the country had died. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because people ask, like, is the, like, are we saying that, like, his life is more valuable than other individuals' lives? Which, oh, that thing, yeah. Which is not the case. Yeah. It's not the case that his specific life is more valuable. It was just the fact that if, like, the leader, like, that role died during the lockdown, then the whole country would have been in uh, disarray. Um, I think, yeah. You know when people were like, oh, how come Boris was able to get tested, all this stuff, yeah? I was thinking, what country do you know where their leader wouldn't be able to get a test for this thing if they think they've got it? Like, let's be real, okay? Obviously, we understand that his life is not more valuable than anyone else's. But let's also be practical. Like, <laughs> if, you, if the president or prime minister or whatever you want to call the leader of your country has might potentially have a life-threatening disease, they're going to be able to get a test in the country. Like, it's not, it's not going to be too difficult for them to get a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I... I in principle, I agree with what people are saying, but just in practice, like, there's more things to take into consideration. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people, people like to just complain sometimes. Like, but, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like Boris myself. Like, I get it. No, I don't like him either. I don't like him either. Come on, man. Like, and also all the people doing the, because um, obviously since, since this has happened, like, the government has suddenly been able to find money for this and that and all that kind of stuff, yeah. And everybody doing the whole... Um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, I was right campaign basically, and it's like, bro, what does that help? How does that solve anything either? Like, to be like, ah, oh, I told y'all niggas, like, bro, yeah, cool, <laughs> all right, you told us, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying like, ah, oh, I don't know, I'm just like, bro, I don't get why why people think at a time like this anybody wants to hear someone be like, oh, I told you so. By the way, like, yeah, it doesn't help anything. People are, yeah, it's, it's, people are moving, like, everything always gets, everything always becomes slightly political, and, like... Yeah, but no, but that's, I mean, that's understandable anyway. Mm. But I just think people take the whole, like, politicising of it, and they just go overboard with it, like, are you going to mm. make it a political thing, like, what, how, like, why was Boris able to get a test? Well, obviously, he can get a test, he's the... I understand when they're asking how come Idris was able to get one, for example, yeah? Because he's just a normal citizen. But bro, Boris is the Prime Minister, man. Obviously, he's going to be able to get a test for the disease, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it will be the case, but... <clears throat> yeah, so many, we went through so many phases of this thing. There's that time where, like, um... There's that time where people thought that, like, if you're black, you couldn't get coronavirus. That's, that's part of the reason I would say that. We yeah, that's part of the reason we should go to Puerto Rico, bro. <laughs> like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a festival for the black people. So, but I think my barber told me that it doesn't affect us, and I was like, this guy's wise man. He's never steered me wrong. <laughs> I just wanted to go, man. I was trying to find any excuse. Yeah, you really were trying to find any. I was like, Yo, I'm young, I'm black. The country's warm. <laughs> I was like, there's so many reasons why I'm not getting this thing, man. I'm cool. <laughs> Do you think you, you know it? what it was as well? It's because I got that girl that went to my school on, on Snap who was in Miami, literally. She came back the day before we were meant to leave. Or the day we were meant to leave. And I was like, if she's calm, then I'll be calm. Like, you know what I mean? Because she's been there for like a, the last week and a half or whatever. Mm. And I was just like, 
was watching all her snaps like oh, I was literally making like mental notes of places to go everything and then next thing we go on lockdown it's like yeah, 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 I mean, to be honest, that whole week I was like, nope, not for me. I remember I met up with Halima as well. She was like, are you okay with going? I was thinking, no, <laughs> but I don't want to disappoint Andy. Because it's your yeah, birthday. Man, I would have been disappointed, didn't it? Well, what Because it's your birthday that week as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I would have been disappointed if we, if we, if, if we could still go. Then I would have gone in it. Like, <laughs> I definitely would have. I know that makes me selfish in it, but I was like, bro, if it weren't for lockdown, I would have been there. Like, yeah. <laughs> we ain't even spoken on your time in Ukraine, bro. I'm trying to think, man. So basically, Ukraine, yeah. There's not really that much to say now that, now on reflection. Like, I was out there, I was working on a chemical plant out there. And it wasn't, I don't say too much in case I have to go back and work there. <laughs> I got, a, I got a, a message the other day. Um, basically, they sent me a, a statement like to sign. Uh, so there's this woman in HR, Svetlana, who I, um, I that's my, my, contact, my contact in um, HR. And I haven't heard from her in like almost a month. So like... It's mad because I'm thinking like, bro, they didn't even check if I'm like helping or anything like that. But anyway, I haven't heard from her. And she sends me this statement, which is in Ukrainian. So obviously I can't read it. <laughs> she's like, oh, can you sign this? I was like, oh, sure thing. Um, by the way, what does it say? This is like a statement, like requesting to have um, unpaid leave um, from the from March 25th till May 11th. Yeah. Because um, obviously I haven't been able to work. So yeah. I can't be paying. So I was like, cool, that makes sense. I, I was thinking to myself like, I could feasibly try and fight this because I have a contract saying that like they should pay me, but I was like, to be honest, I haven't done any work because I'm out here, so I'm I'm not there. So, so I signed it and everything, but because it said May 11th, and I think that's when Ukraine's lockdown ends, then I'm like, bro, like are they expecting me to go back on the 11th May? So I was like, bro, I'm not going from lockdown in one place to lockdown in, in another <laughs> place just just for fun. Like, oh, when are you meant to be there till? Till September. Bro. Yeah, the nurse saying definitely expecting you to go back. That's a while, bro. That's like I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to inform them that that's not gonna be the case. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you might need to do that. Or I'll just say that your lockdown over here got extended, man. I'm not. I'm stuck. <laughs> or I'll say I'm self self quarantined and whatever it's self isolating. Um, yeah, bro. But now, I mean, Ukraine is interesting. They've, they've definitely got like a different way of life to us. It was a very, I was in like a village in school. I lived in like a small town called Ivano Frankivsk. And the office was on a chemical plant in uh, a village called Kalush, which was like a 45 minute to an hour drive away from my place. Um, so obviously it's a lot quieter because um, it's a, compared to like a city like London, it's just a, a lot <coughs> less busy way of life. Um, but also like, um, I don't know, it was just a bit like, it was cool and everything, but it, got, it just got very repetitive and like, for example, the, the village where I was staying, where, where the, where I was working, sorry, where the um, thing is, where the, where the office was, there was just, um, 
where the office was, there was like a pub, one like the cafe, the plant, and the office. That's it. Like there was just nothing else there. There were bare like stray dogs roaming around. Like when I, when I tell you the place was just the sticks, like for real. So it's just a, it's a weird, it's a difficult thing to kind of adjust to. But um, and also the, no, the hardest thing was dealing with the language barrier because no one spoke English. So it was just like. Mm. Their English was okay, but like there were so many times when I knew they didn't understand what I was saying, and it was like I don't know, man. It was just like you know when you can't tell a joke because you know the person's not going to understand your joke, so you just live your life just talking with no humor, no nothing, just just normal convo with them. And then, like when you try and make a joke, you have to explain it straight away, and it's just like this is wrong. Let me not make jokes. I don't know, it's basically like, if they don't understand what I'm saying, what's the point of making jokes? And then it became, it soon became like, I was just not really speaking and stuff like that, like to them. Like the people in my office, I wasn't really talking to them that much, other than like, we're going to lunch mm-hmm. and a bit of combo here and there and stuff. But they were, they were guys, they were, they were, I was like, I was there with, with, there was like a group of them that around our age, I think the age range was like 22 to 28. So like, there was a, a cool group of them and they, like I went out with them a couple of times. Clubs out there were a bit strange as well. Mm. <laughs> but mm. I, and I was just like the only black person everywhere. Like I, I, I was doing this thing where I was counting the number of black people I saw. And I remember one day, I saw um, the majority of them I saw was when I went to the migration office because that's where I had to get my, um, like, filling out my stuff for um, my temporary residence in, uh, temp- temporary residence permit in Ukraine. So I was in the migration office a few times. And obviously there I saw like a few black people because. They're also tra- and I always wanted to ask them like, so how did you end up in Ukraine? Because like, <laughs> there's bad there's bad times. Yeah, I would wake up and I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing in Ukraine right now, man? Like, how did I end up here, bro? But, um, I can't lie, it's a strange place to go. I feel like it tops my India trip. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because yours, at least, you had other people, like other English-speaking people, your yeah. age that were also interns and stuff. I was the only one. It was just the most. It's a very bizarre experience, bro. Yeah, man. That sounds sounds dead. <laughs> to be honest with you. It so, was a life, I can't lie to you. It was a life. Although I did no, to be fair, I did get to do like, I went to the spa twice. I went to um I went skiing. I've never skied before. I, I learned how to ski, which is super fun. Like skiing yeah. is super sick. Um and like I'm grateful for to the um I'm grateful to the one the uh like my colleagues out there because they were all like always looking out for me, um, mm. always, like they were just proper sick, you know what I mean? Um, and they were proper like nice to me and everything. So I told them if they ever come to London, man, like, hit me up, it will, it will, I'll take them out and everything. But, That's good. Like, I mean, you treat yourself at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, it was all right. Actually, you know, you know like Yo. I, made the, I made the most of it. I made the most of it. Like I went to, I went to Poland for a couple of days. Oh, I did I ever talk about the, um, like how much they drink out there? Because obviously, like, it's a stereotype about, like, Russians and Ukrainians drinking beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, these men. So, I remember one day, one day, yeah, and I think it was, like, in the week leading up to, um, um, what was I saying about Ukraine? Oh, yeah, bro. So, there was one day, um, this guy, Sergei, yeah, 
Sergei. Sergei is one of the guys, yeah. Um, <laughs> he hit me um, because I'll oh, come to my, basically they've got these like, they call it your cabinet and it's basically like, um, it's basically like they're part of the office, yeah. And they're like, oh, so, um, Sergei messaged me, come to my, oh no, he calls me, come to my cabinet, yeah. So I get there and they just got drinks and we just spent the rest of the afternoon drinking and I was like, bruv, it's a what? It's like, it's a Wednesday afternoon and we were just drinking in his office. Like he, I came in, he locked the door and we just drank like for like three hours straight. So then I got home and I just knocked out, like I was waved. And I was like, how am I just getting waved at work and this is acceptable? <laughs> I mean, like, um, they used to do this thing, like anytime it was someone's birthday, they would um, like, they'll they'll just have like shots on shots on shots like. So I remember the first time I did it, bro, we must have had like twelve shots or something. I was like, these guys can drink for like, like they just they they unlimited space for alcohol kind of figure. So then I clocked after that. What you have to do is rather than pour the shot in the shot glass, you pour it in like a normal drinking glass, mix it, so then you can sip the same shot and they're not going to keep coming, sending for you. Because, bruv, like, it's ridiculous. It's minimum five shots every time. Bro. More time is like 10 to 12 shots. And I was just like, every time they're pointing, I was like, nah, there's no way we're about to do more shots. Like, they must be taking a break or something. But, like, that's just what they do. Like, each person at the table will say a speech, and you do a shot. Like, one person says a speech, shot. Then everyone talks and chats for a bit. Next person's speech, shot. And then they were also asking me to get involved in the, the speeches and stuff. I'm like, bro, I met you like two weeks ago, man. And I'm, you want me to come and say, and not only that, you guys don't even speak English. So I'm here to come and give a speech about how happy I am that you're turning 26. <laughs> and I don't know you. And you guys don't understand what I'm saying. Just so we can down another shot. Like, bro, I don't think it was, just, it was such a surreal experience, man. Bro, Eastern Europeans and their drinking habits are mad. Let's for be real, real with it. For real, man. Cool, man. Um, what's, yeah. what's on should we end with? Um, I'm thinking big conspiracy. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, innit? Let me find it. I'll wait before I wrap up. Um, yes, yeah, so you've been listening to two Gs in a pod, live from lockdown. <laughs> uh, this is the first of the Corona Chronicles. We're gonna try to come with some more content in lockdown, if we can. You know what I mean, you know, yeah, it's actually difficult to like hype yourself up for lockdown because I know after this, <laughs> I'm just going back downstairs. To, I moved from my bedroom to the couch and vice versa, like literally. Uh, honestly yeah so this um, has been an interesting experience though for real first, first video pod first yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that this didn't occur to me before i went to ukraine because we could have just done this yeah yeah we should have anyway let's see let's let's come back give give some more heat don't yeah. worry might be slightly less tired tomorrow slightly less wave are you waved? <laughs> Just kind of.
I was trying to do the, you know, you, you see how Drake, Drake, um, during his, uh, what was it? Um, what was the interview that he did? Rap Raider. Rap Raider, yeah. You see, he had his, he had his drinks on deck. I was trying to do the same thing here. Oh, right, yeah. I feel like the mixture of tiredness and waveness just, just oh, you're drinking right now. I was, I was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to have a lot, bro. I'm trying to have my, <laughs> I haven't got to the Drake level yet though, where like, literally like, a server comes in during the call, yeah, yeah, yeah. like switches drinks. And he goes, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're not drinking? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway, yeah, um, we're going to leave you with Big Conspiracy, j House, because all of this is a big conspiracy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Can't govern me, I show my defiance. Look deep in your soul if you're looking for guidance. They set my nigga back. Now I'm feeling myself.